Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Sex with Jaya is brought to you by Aloe Cadabra. Aloe Cadabra is 95% organic aloe vera. Visit www.alocadabra.com today. Step inside the sensual world of sex with Jaya. This hour will bring you sex education like you've never heard before. It's uncensored, no holes barred advice to increase your sexual knowledge and performance. Now, here's your host, Jaya. I'm ready for sex with Jaya. Are you? I'm ready for sex with Jaya. <laughs> that was like you were going to sing a song and do a little dance, D-Love. I'm doing one right now. Yes. So, D-Love, I have some news. You have news? Yeah. What's that? I want to try something different in our sex life. What might you want to try differently <laughs> in our sex life? I want more sex. No way. Can, can we have sex twice a day, every day? Twice a day, every day. Hmm. Like once in the morning and once at night before we go to bed? Well, what do you mean by sex? Well, that's a good question, do you love? You've learned from me, haven't you? No, nothing. <laughs> it's a natural. Uh, well, I don't mean that we have to have intercourse all the time. It could be like, um, you know, as long as I have an orgasm, I'm happy. So, or sex means orgasm. <laughs> no, no, not necessarily, because as long as you are happy, too. Like, some kind of, like, touch, some kind of sexuality, some kind of anything. I mean, it could be, like, tantric breathing or doing genital massage or full-out sexual intercourse. And do those have uh, time limitations? So, like, if we did tantric breathing for 10 seconds twice a day. <laughs> 10 seconds. No, that that wouldn't work for me. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So what are the specifics, the amount, what are the, what are the time frames, what are the... <laughs> wow, D-Love, you're really good at this. Mm. Um, okay, so you didn't, I noticed that you didn't just say no. I just expected you to be like, no, we don't have the time. Mm. But you're diving deeper, you're drawing me out, you're making me think about this. Yeah. Okay, pretty, so pretty wide open thing. I, I would say it would have to be at least 10 to 20 minutes. And that at least a couple times during a week, it would have to be like a full out, full on arousal intercourse type of experience. So for you, that means about a minute. No. <laughs> um, no, I'm just saying you get aroused. Very, you can get aroused very quickly. I can. Um, but I'm talking like an hour or two. Right. I get you. A couple of yeah. times a week, you that that experience. Yeah, ten to twenty. So that's anywhere from twenty to forty minutes a day, plus a couple of occasions where we're talking more more time. 
Um, <laughs> I can tell you're concerned about the time involved. <laughs> well, you knew that that, you thought that was going to be my flat-out response. Yes, the mm. time is, is a consideration. Um, so people, everybody who's listening, you know, this is some vulnerability. D-Love and I are working out our stuff right here on the air. Yeah. It's well, a good example Jaya's for people libido. to listen to. What? It's a good example for people to listen to. Right. Jaya's libido is very high. Um, mine is not as high. And Jaya's main way of dealing with stress relief is uh, sex. And yeah, I have so the more stressed I am, the more sex I want. Right. And we're very stressed these days. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and I have other outlets, um, and you know this gets into some of my other stuff, which is um, this kind of. Well, I think there's some level of being able to take the time out of days where there's so much to accomplish to do something that is so uh, relaxing or. Um, you know, I thought you were going to say so meaningless and not important. Well, no. And then I was going to have to come in there and strangle you. It's important, but it, but it definitely, in, in light, it's hard for me to put it at the top of a priority food chain. Uh-huh. Um, and then why did you get involved with the sex educator? Well, maybe I've got my priorities all mixed up. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like D-Love and I are on a little bit of different pages. So it's a good thing that we're going to have our guest on today, Dr. T. Marie, who's going to help us negotiate our sexual desires. So if you're listening and you have a hard time getting what you want when it comes to bedroom activities, uh, you know, are there things you've always wanted to try, but your partner just is not down for the adventure? My guest today is going to help us. She's going to give us all advice about sexual negotiations. Nego- nah, I can't even say the word. Negotiations. Se- sexual negotiation and teach us how we can entice our partner to do things sexually that we've always wanted to try from anal play to a little bondage we're going to explore how you can get your partner doing everything and enjoying even the taboo so d love is there anything you want to try sexually that you think i wouldn't do um well you are very open with what you're interested in playing with and some of the stuff we've played with, with bondage, light bondage, that kind of stuff that you were resistant to, you now have taken a liking to. Um, so it's more in the arena of what it means about our openness in our relationship and around polyamory and engagement with other partners. Mm-hmm. So I think the triggers that you have are justifiable and reasonable of... Um, I think D loves talking about my germophobia. Fear of STDs and all that, which is definitely something to be very aware of. Yeah. But uh, I think we could be more adventurous and playful in that, on that uh, front. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what the specifics so, uh, so are. I don't, yeah, I, I need specifics, D love. What well, do you mean? Well, let me think about that. I don't have the specifics of, of what that would mean. Okay. Okay. Well, you get time to think about it. Okay. I consider myself very open sexually, but I know that I have my own limits and my own boundaries. And I think that actually boundaries are really good things, but there's a difference between a boundary and being resistant to something or afraid of something or not having an education about something. So you automatically sort of like shut it off. And it's a really fine line that it takes skill to balance on. I know, you know, I don't want to make anybody wrong in this show for having a boundary or having something that's just completely off limits for them. 
But I also invite you to think about, well, why are those things in place? And is it as not a boundary so much as it is a resistance or a fear of something? I think that also just being open with your partner and talking about sex is a really great place to start. It's very valuable to talk about your desires, but it's also a very vulnerable place to be, especially if you are fearing any kind of rejection for opening up. I recently had a man write to me about wanting to open up his marriage, and uh, he was really afraid that if he even talked to his partner about it, that she would just instantly be like, I'm up for divorce now because I can't handle this. So I gave him some guidelines to help him kind of open the door on the topic. And the first thing was to really feel his partner out. Um, I don't mean feel her up. I mean feel her out. <laughs> you can start by telling her that you, you know, that I was giving him the advice to start by telling her that he heard about some people in an open marriage or even like watching a TV show about about it. There's not many out there, but I know we did, D-Love and I did a T TLC episode on open relationships. And it might be nice to kind of like watch something on the topic and see how your partner reacts to it. Not saying, you know, like it was something for you, but hey, I heard about this couple that was in an open marriage. And um, what do you think about that? You know, just just seeing how they react. And if your partner's totally disgusted by the idea, um, then it might not be something to keep pushing. Get a new but partner. T-Love. <laughs> <laughs> or not, if you decide you want to stay in the marriage and then, you know, not, not do that sexual activity. Throw them under the bus. Yeah. But it does bring, anyway. up, the, it does bring up the value question, doesn't it? So, yeah, what do you value? Do you value your relationship or do you value being open? In this case, it's open or, you know, if it's anal sex or whatever it is. Um, go ahead. Open anally. <laughs> yeah, if they're open anally. Yeah. So if they're disgusted by the idea, then I wouldn't move forward. But if they're open or intrigued or, you know, you never know. You could be really surprised. Your partner might be on the same page as you. Like, you know, I've always thought about an open marriage. What do you think about it? So there, there's a lot that could go on on there and a lot of different ways that it could go. Another thing is to start slow. So if your partner was open to whatever you brought up, in this case, it's open marriage, to not just jump into an open marriage without talking about what's comfortable or exploring the idea or asking what her fantasies are about it, um, ask her what's comfortable Make up hypothetical situations and be really specific. Because I know even D-Love and I, we think that we're really communicating and really clear and then something happens and we're like, wait a minute, isn't that crazy? We both thought we really communicated really well and then there was something. I know, D-Love, can you think of any examples? Because we do that a lot. Of the little things that, that get missed? Yeah, the little things that get missed, like some little detail or some little thing that we didn't, we didn't cover. I think most of our hiccups that I can think of that are mostly in the unsexy area of time and timing. Yeah. Uh, we're Scheduling. Scheduling. <laughs> we, missed, we missed something or we just didn't take the time to really thoroughly go. To go. Okay, how long are you going to go be with that girl? Right. Is that going to be three hours or two hours? And right. Do I need to get a babysitter and you know, all the logistical who's stuff? Who's going to pay for that babysitter? <laughs> who's going to pay for that babysitter? You're the one going on the date. You pay for the babysitter. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the other thing, too, is starting together. So in this particular situation, because it's an open thing, I wouldn't recommend, like, go off on your own and have your own experience. Instead, maybe start together if that works for you. Um, you know, a lot of couples will partner together and then find someone else who might be interested in being with them. 
And uh, that could be a, a really good way. Um, and also, you know, there's people who seek sex workers for things that they feel like their partner wouldn't be interested in um, instead of going to their partner and saying, hey, I am really interested in this. Do you want to try it? And actually starting together before branching out or doing something um, with someone else. Does that make sense, D-Love? makes sense to me. I think the thing there that is the initial step if you're really in a relationship where a lot of stuff hasn't been communicated sexually is the one that you're talking about of how you introduce it sort of slowly. It's not being devious or deceptive, but it's gauging a reaction first, whether it's, like you said, watching a video or, you know, giving them a, no, giving them a book would be obvious, but, um, you know, that kind of thing that... I heard about these people who are doing X, Y, Z. What do you think about that? right. What do you think about that? (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. So these are all really good. I'm really excited to have our guest on today and see what she can do with D-Love and I being on different pages. So different. Yes. So when we return, we will be talking with Dr. T. Marie Schmidt and uh, picking her brain about all the things that you can do to get what you want when it comes to bedroom adventures. More Sex with Jaya when we return. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Let's say you're female. Let's say you're over 50. Let's say your partner takes a little blue pill. Let's say he's ready to go maybe four hours. Let's say that's unfair. There's no little blue pill for women, but there is aloe cadabra, the first personal lubricant that's made from 95% organic aloe. So it's as natural as nature, which means it naturally does for your body what your body may no longer naturally do for itself. We're not saying that it will last four hours, but if you're lucky, neither will he. Aloe cadabra. Feel the magic happen. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. Drawing on resources from wellness communities throughout America and abroad, the show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Wellness Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Are you ready to become an oral sex aficionado and give your partner unforgettable pleasure day and night? Jaya, world-renowned sexologist, has created the ultimate educational experience for couples. Oral Sex for Couples features over 100 techniques in a three-volume series. Guys, learn hand and mouth combinations that will send her soaring. Women, Master ancient oral arts that will not only leave him breathless, but are said to keep you youthful and glowing. Both of you will be inspired to try the best positions for comfort and pleasure as you make love with your mouths. Watch now at www.oralsexforcouples.com. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com.
You're tuned in to Sex with Jaya. To ask the burning questions you've always wanted to ask or share a tip or comment of your own, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Feeling shy? Send an email to Jaya at MissJaya.com. That's J-A-I-Y-A at MissJaya.com. Now back to Sex with Jaya. Hello, Kadabra. It's the best lube ever because it's 95% organic. It smells amazing, especially the lavender kind, and it leaves my skin feeling really soft. Try it at allocadabra.com. Use coupon code JAYA for 20% off. We are back, and um, we're back with the lovely Timory. Am I saying it right? Absolutely. Okay, you have a song, Tim Marie, Tim, Tim, Tari, something like that. That go. <laughs> well, my name's Marie. Very, very weird. <laughs> and so uh, generally, I will get at least once a month someone who the, it pops into their head. They're like, "Oh, I get it." It's like Tim, Tim Marie, Tim, Tim Marie, Tim. Tim like, yes, and you're the first person to come up with that too. So good job. <laughs> uh, awesome. And your site is Sex with Tim Marie, correct? Correct. I have been uh, a sexuality educator for. Um, well, I mean, my whole life, really, but uh, the, the website's been up for several years. Uh, I started out as a sexuality columnist, a sex educator, uh, and, and now the website is the clearinghouse where, where all goes. Awesome. So, do we have you still? Are you there? Yes. Yes, I'm here. Okay, good. I thought you dropped for a second. So, what do you think? Well, I'm just going to dive in because I love to dive into these because we have so much to talk about. What do you think is the number one challenge when it comes to asking your partner to do something new sexually? Unquestionably, it's fear and mm-hmm. very often rational concern. And uh, anytime you're going to throw anything into a mix, a new uh, idea, a new activity, a new person, whatever it is, uh, you're going to change the system, the dynamic that currently exists. And if you have something that's functional, even if it's not perfect, there's a little bit of fear that goes into changing that. And there's uh, the fear, the same stuff that comes up if you're thinking about coming out. If you're going to tell your partner you're interested in something, uh, you want to cross-dress, you want to try something that might be taboo, Any anything that they might react to as being out of the norm, possibly something they could judge as uh, a moral failing on your part, you're opening Mm -hmm. yourself up to not only rejection, but judgment from your partner. And there have been plenty of people in the history of people who have come to their partner with something and got not only shot down, but uh, judged very harshly for it. And what's wrong with you for wanting that? And what do you Mm -hmm. think of me that you think I would be part of that? Um, and even just fear of being told no because you've been holding it in for a long time and, and just disappointment. So it's entirely fear because you never really know until it actually happens, but it holds a lot of people back from having very rational discussions about things that could be happening right now. Maybe the both of them are sitting across the breakfast table and they really, really want to just get leather gear on and pee all over each other but <laughs> never talk about it. So they both just have to... to to overcome the fear, to have the rational discussion. So what advice would you have for somebody to overcome this, you know, the, all the fear and especially around the rejection? I mean, I think that would be my hardest thing if I went to D-Love and I was like, hey, D-Love, I want to put on leather and pee on each other. And he was like, you're crazy. I'm out of here. 
<laughs> and by the way, you're crazy and I'm out of here and I'm taking our child. <laughs> you know, like something really awful. Yeah, what advice would you have there. for overcoming that? Um, selling it, really? You have to market. You have to market yourself to your partner. Um, I don't mean this in a manipulative, dishonest way at all. I never, ever, 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 ever want anybody uh, to infuse their relationship with dishonesty because that's toxic. Uh, but there is such a thing as presenting things in a positive light, in an optimistic view, to point out not only what it would mean for you to try this new thing, because it would make you so happy. It would bring out the real person that you really are. Uh, it just turns you on, et cetera, et cetera and to point out what they would get out of it as well. Sometimes these things are more obvious uh, because of the particular situation than another, because there's, in, in anal sex is one of the biggest examples. I mean, there's clear effects and clear advantages. And then something like coming out to your partner about cross-dressing, uh, the advantages and disadvantages might be a little vaguer, but you just have to identify what they would be. You know your partner. You know what they like. You know what they don't like. And acknowledge that there are these drawbacks, that you know that that's true. You know that if they, if they take this step with you, that there are sacrifices they have to make and compromises possibly. Uh, so you're not brushing that aside. You're aware of it. But, again, painting it in a positive light because perhaps this will be scary the first time and maybe we won't like it ultimately. But if we try it and we don't like it, we can stop and maybe not do it again, but at least give it a shot. Uh, and showing reciprocity is huge because uh, when you're asking somebody to be vulnerable, you have to show that you're willing to be vulnerable as well and that it's not just about your pleasure, that it's about the both of you and your relationship and building as a, as a unit um, for, for both of your benefit. And remember why you're dating this person or, or married to this person or, or however you're partnered or the stranger. Uh, just remember why you like them, and it's because they're a reasonable person or they're an interesting person or they're a crazy person and, and tap into that. Whatever mm-hmm. appeals about them is, uh, is the way that you get to relate to them uh, so that you can both get what you want. I love that you're into the authenticity bit. D-Love and I are really big on that. And I find that one of the things that really helps me is when I just come out with, you know, I'm really vulnerable saying this and I'm really like, if I can just express the fear, like, I'm really afraid that if I tell you this, then, you know, the X, Y, Z, but I have to express it because it's who I am. And, you know, I, it's so much energy clears up when I start expressing something that I really want to do. And then sometimes I don't even want to do it after I've I've expressed it, which is really funny. Absolutely true. And for a lot of people, the, uh, the reaction is afraid they're going to get from their partner, um, is this fearful reaction. And sometimes the partner gives that fearful reaction and it's not even the authentic reaction. Sometimes, mm-hmm. like, the idea of doing something that is morally taboo or against your religion or you, you think you're supposed to find it disgusting, and so, you know, you get approached with this idea, do you want to do X, Y, Z? And you're like, uh, I don't actually have an opinion on the matter, but I better act like I'm upset about it because that makes me a good person. That makes me the better person in mm-hmm. this scenario. I'm the, mm-hmm. I'm the moral high ground. Um, so uh, authentic- authenticity is important on both sides of it. Yeah. So, um, so let's go to D love and I, cause I just love working on things live in front of everyone. Cause I guess I'm kind of an exhibitionist, but right. <laughs> I'm kind of, D loves thinking kind of, um, <laughs> but you know, we, 
I want more sex. So here's the here's one that isn't like something that's like taboo necessarily or anything like that. It's just a discrepancy on I could have sex 10 times a day probably and and always want more because it's my way of kind of dealing with stress and it like I, I so I'm selling myself here. I'm marketing already, D Love. It's my way of dealing with stretch stress which he knows and it's something that really helps me just feel better, more energetic, more alive. It's my work, so it's really important to me. And it doesn't have to be like full out intercourse, just like a few minutes of connection here and there, you know. So there's also that need and desire for connection with him. Um and it doesn't always have to be with him, but I would like to have more sex with him. So and D-Love, you know, I think, go ahead. You can speak on your concerns. Um, we have different libido levels, and we have, I have other outlets for dealing with stress. Um, and I think that there's, uh, I think there's also certain, like, psychological things in my background around sex, like what it has to look like, and also that uh, I, um, it's that thing of, Women don't really want as much sex as men, but what I've found in life, especially as women get older, is they probably want even more sex than men. Uh, (laughs) But there's something inside of me that has this continuing, ongoing belief that women, you know, pure, beautiful women is below them or something like that so and, and also don't you have you were just saying to me something about well if i have sex then that means i have to like please them as opposed yeah, to just like letting yourself to, that level two of it has to add up to me pleasing them and there's something maybe it's selfish in me that's like if i'm going to be in that space that takes a lot of energy and mental focus to really be there be present and i got all this other stuff that i don't even take time for for myself so there's this there's competing interests there. So, there's Dr. A, Dr. Timmery, what would you do? You, you have to address all these different elements um, because the, the obvious answer, if nobody cared about anybody, would be you meet in the middle. You know? <laughs> somebody has to have sex half as often as they want and somebody has it twice as often as they want and then nobody's happy and everyone's a little bit resentful. And that's not, that's not at all uh, how a relationship will be satisfactory. That's how this partnership would work. So you have to think about all the different elements of what all these different interactions mean for you. And you identified perfectly what goes into it for everybody. And if what you're getting out of it is just moments of intimacy and you don't require an hour and a half of love making to keep sweat, then, you know, just identify that. <laughs> as like, I would like, you know, can we take like a two-minute make-out break in the closet and and just do that, and, and if uh, there's worries about performance, like, oh, I'm going to have to, like, put on this big show, and I'm not in the mood, and I'm tired, um, just find a, a way to meet the individual needs of the people involved without fitting it into some sort of schema, because six, ten times a day means something very different to different people. Somebody right. might think, you know, like, sex could be you go off by yourself for five minutes and, and crank one out and you, you are perfectly happy. To somebody else, they're like, that is physically impossible. I couldn't get erect. I couldn't ejaculate. I couldn't do whatever ten times in a day. So you got to think about the vocabulary you're using and what you're really asking for. So mm-hmm. if you'd be happy with just like a quick make-out fondle session, you know, clarify that. And when, when couples have a discrepancy in these things, 
it's really easy for it to turn into a much bigger issue than it is and to become symbolic of so many other things, like what, like he was uh, emphasizing about what sexuality and female desire should look like and what a man's role is in terms of a sexual interaction. Uh, and it gets blown out of proportion because then the person who wants it more uh, then feels like it's being held back from them, and then they might even want it more just out of spite, or the person who wants it less might be holding it back simply because they feel like it's too much pressure, and then it becomes even more polarized. So if you clarify what you get out of the interaction and what specifically would meet your needs, sometimes you find you're not far apart. You're not nearly as dichotomous as you thought you were. Or if you really are that dichotomous, uh, the person who wants it more um, can, can put in a little bit more effort to make it uh, appeasing to the other person, and the person who doesn't want it can put in a little more effort uh, to find libido where it didn't exist already. And uh, in there is, is a little bit of a compromise, but uh, but sometimes uh, sexuality is like dinner. Like, you're not really hungry right now, but if somebody put out a plate of hors d'oeuvres, you probably start picking at it, <laughs> that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, D love, you totally would. You're like that with food, too. Well, totally. Oh. Oh, we okay, we have to go to a break. We're going to break. But we'll, we're so excited. We More sex with Jaya when we come back. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you ready to become an oral sex aficionado and give your partner unforgettable pleasure day and night? Jaya, world-renowned sexologist, has created the ultimate educational experience for couples. Oral sex for couples features over 100 techniques in a three-volume series. Guys, learn hand and mouth combinations that will send her soaring. Women, master ancient oral arts that will not only leave him breathless, but are said to keep you youthful and glowing. Both of you will be inspired to try the best positions for comfort and pleasure as you make love with your mouths. Watch now at www.oralsexforcouples.com. Let's say you're female. Let's say you're over 50. Let's say your partner takes a little blue pill. Let's say he's ready to go maybe four hours. Let's say that's unfair. There's no little blue pill for women, but there is Aloe Cadabra, the first personal lubricant that's made from 95% organic aloe. So it's as natural as nature, which means it naturally does for your body what your body may no longer naturally do for itself. We're not saying that it will last four hours, but if you're lucky, neither will he. Aloe Cadabra. Feel the magic happen. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You're tuned in to Sex with Jaya. To ask the burning questions you've always wanted to ask or share a tip or comment of your own, Please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Feeling shy? 
Send an email to Jaya at MissJaya.com. That's J-A-I-Y-A at MissJaya.com. Now, back to Sex with Jaya. Okay, D-Love, we had to cut you off because we went on break, but what did you need to say? Well, the whole hors d'oeuvres metaphor is appropriate here. We've talked about it before where you don't really put the hors d'oeuvres out, I think, for fear of getting rejected that I may not be open to being sexual with you, but that's coming from a past relationship. Right. And my mind's not, my mind is maybe just not in that zone because I'm doing something, working on something. But if you put the hors d'oeuvres on the table, <laughs> I might... I need to put out some goodies for you. You do. you gotta, you got to lay out the treat. Some sugary, yummy goodies. I have some ideas. Oh, and I'm I, excited. I could also use a little reinforcement of what <laughs> the variety of what the sexuality looks like because I feel like from my past relationships that a quickie is more about me, but um, that I think can work for you in a way that didn't work for previous partners. It totally works for me, especially when I'm ovulating. <laughs> yeah. We're talking with Timory Schmidt, Dr. Timory Schmidt, and her site is Sex with Timory. And now let me spell that for everybody. It's T I M A R E E, right? I spelled it right? Absolutely. I have family okay, members who awesome. can't spell it. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, what will people find on your website? It is full of information of so many different types. Um, I've got a variety of polls that I put up just for reader interaction. We've got contributors from around the world. Uh, Dr. Martha Lee from Singapore contributes uh, once or twice a week. Um, My own podcasts and sex columns, which are either interviews with people about their experiences in uh, some way, their work in the professions that have to deal with sexuality. Uh, For instance, this week uh, I interviewed Brian Bangs from popcorn.com. Uh, he's he's a filmmaker of the pornographic variety, and I just spoke yesterday to a former stripper. A great two-hour-long interview about her experiences in her life and how her work impacted her personal sexual interests. Um, and additionally, people write me advice questions, and then I look up uh, the science for them and and just lay it out in a easy format to understand and apply. And also, one of the big things that people love is every Friday the huge clearinghouse of sexuality-related links online. And some of them are news stories about what's going on in politics or pop culture, and some of them are sites uh, for information about sex, health, biology, orientation, uh, or just fun stuff, looking at pictures of athlete-taught wives, whatever. (laughs) Awesome. Okay, so let's dive back into uh, talking about sexual negotiation. Anal. Uh, We talked about it a little bit earlier. I get the questions all the time. Jaya, my partner wants to do, won't do anal. I want to do anal sex. Guys, girls, I was just on a TV show I'm shooting a reality series for, and the girl was like, I so want to bend over my boyfriend, and he won't even let me go near his anus because he's so afraid that he's gay. So let's say that somebody wants their partner to try anal, but their partner thinks it is so gross and too taboo to go there. What should that person do? Like, should they try to get their partner to do it? Do they give up on that type of pleasure? Or do they find somebody who will do it with them and cheat? What's your advice? Well, I'm going to address the last question first, to find someone else to do it. Uh, that one, I uh, always want to say, why Why is that an option uh, if you're monogamous 
um, I, I, I just want to clarify, I'm totally cool with people who choose to do poly, to do open, swinging, whatever incarnation, um, but honesty is the name of the game, and if you're going to agree to be monogamous, you don't get to step out just because you're not getting what you want. Like, um, if you want to negotiate that you can go and do this with someone else, that's a whole other conversation, but the cheating is just going to make it so much worse. Mm-hmm. Um, so just approach them first. Like, go for that. Uh, work on them for a while. Um, and, and anal sex is a very incremental thing, both in terms of how you discuss it and when you actually do it. You don't just stick things in the butt without any preparation or <laughs> it's going to be a lot less fun uh, for probably everybody involved. Uh, and just as you would approach a, an anus uh, with, you know, lubrication and you start by gentle rubbing and ringing the doorbell and spider fingers and all of those good things, you also talk about it in that same way where you start talking about maybe a little bit of butt play first, maybe when they're already aroused or possibly approaching orgasm, just uh, moving a hand closer and closer, just increasing the comfort comfort level and uh, possibly integrating anal play uh, one step at a time, uh, finger around the outside, finger around the inside, etc. I mean, if, if they've expressed to you they don't want this to happen, obviously don't cross consent boundaries because that's just not very kind. But um, if, if they're seeming open to it, uh, work them into it incrementally. And, and asking people to have anal sex uh, does carry all this, this baggage. There's religious stuff about it. There's definitely some people feel like there's a hygiene issue, and to an extent, I mean, they are right. Um, and, and there's a lot of risk factors. If anybody has um, a disease that, that could be communicable, it's, it's a little higher risk than some other activities. But uh, there are ways to make it safer, and you just need to talk about those things, to be honest. Um, and importantly, uh, to really address the things at the core that are causing them fear. Are they afraid that they might make a mess? and embarrass themselves, Um, because, again, if somebody's going to be vulnerable to you, you have to be vulnerable back and just say, like, you know, if you pooped on me, I would totally have survived it. I think that that's the the price of admission if you're going to be involved in in some butt plays. You have to be ready for for things like that. Uh, So that reciprocal vulnerability and uh, clarifying that butt play does not make anybody gay. You're gay whether or not you have butt play. You are straight whether or not you have butt play, etc. Butt play is playing with a part of the anatomy. Uh, body parts don't have their own independent orientation. Um, but a lot of people do have very strong feelings about that. I wrote a, a column for the Barbershop Notebooks, and it's a site that's predominantly African-American academics. And I thought it was a very innocuous question from someone about wanting to peg their boyfriend. Uh, she wanted to bend him over, and it got more responses than anything else society had ever had, including things by convicted murderers. Uh, mm. People were outraged at the idea that a, the man would have uh, anal penetration by a woman. So I know there's a lot of concern about that, but address it directly and figure out what's going on there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think what I hear you saying is that education is really important. Like if you want to do an activity, you need to educate yourself about it. I often find couples who are like, well, I just I just didn't really know much about it. And then I asked my partner to do it and she was open to it. And then I stuck my finger in her butt and she didn't like it. 
Oh my God. Is- Oy, that's why she <laughs> would like it. You know, like you, you use some technique terms, you know, like ringing the doorbell and spider fingers. And I just have to do a plug because I'm really bad at plugging myself. But here's a perfect opportunity. I have a video, anal massage Ooh. video um, in my Red Hot Touch series. And my book also has a whole chapter on, you know, anal massage and dealing with the duty factor and all that kind of stuff. So uh, redhottouch.com for that. So totally what did what'd you say? That was a totally good point. Anal sex is definitely one of the things where you want to read up ahead of time uh, for both safety reasons and uh, just technique reasons. Yeah, phenomenal thing to look into before you just plunge into it. Your partner is much more likely to enjoy it if you know what you're doing. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Okay, so what advice would you have to someone who isn't sure if their partner would try something like tying each other up or a threesome? But, you know, they're, they're really afraid that if they bring it up, it might end their relationship. We've been talking about this a little bit. But, you know, the, the big fear here specifically is if I tell my – and I, I read – you talked about cross-dressing earlier. I was doing some research on cross-dressing, and I was reading all these books about women who were like, I left my husband because he wanted to be a cross-dresser. And I'm like, why would you leave your husband just because he wanted to wear women's panties? Like, I don't get it. <laughs> But I don't get it. So what kind of advice would you give those people who are like, if I say this to my partner, they're going to leave? That was a perfect example of a time when when people, for some reason, make that a deal breaker. Um, My question in that situation is not about the activity that's being proposed, but about why there is a deal breaker. Uh, A deal breaker in a relationship, um, for me, should only be something like really clear disrespect some sort of violently crossing the boundaries uh, physically or emotionally. Um, and I guess to some people, the perception of, uh, of some of these things could be that it's violating. And for the women that get very upset because their husband's a cross-dresser, it's because they don't get it usually. Uh, their perception of what cross-dressing means uh, changes what their relationship's like. It changes who the, the partner is as a human being, and it's because they just don't have enough information on uh, on the phenomenon and the, the interest. Um, so if you're really concerned that your partner is going to break up with you about this, then, then there are probably other relationship issues at play there that you'd want to discuss in terms of can you talk to this person honestly without them freaking out over nothing because that's, that's a whole other issue by itself. But uh, otherwise, um, so going back to just the fear, the worst-case scenario, they're going to say no and they're going to think that I'm a bad person for asking. Um, again, easing into it, uh, you can choose either theoretical talk or fantasy talk. There are two different ways to bring it up. Theoretical talk would be like, so I, I read this article about people who, uh, who do this particular thing. They, uh, to have threesomes with another person that they've never met before or with a friend. Uh, what do you think about that? And you can point to particular sex columns or particular news stories as your theoretical way of bringing it up. Or introduce it as fantasy while you're already in bed and you're messing around. And I like it when couples talk to each other during sex. I know that's not everybody's thing, but I think that a lot can be accomplished by talking while you're doing it. Not necessarily every time, but say what you like what's really working, see what you're thinking about. And if you're, you know, in bed and you're messing around and you're like, you know what would be really awesome right now is I would love to bend you over and watch you eat out another girl, that sort of thing. And while you're already turned on, you're like, oh, 
Hell yeah. That sounds like a great idea. I would be really into that. So you could bring it up either one of those ways. And mm. uh, one may be more scary than the other, depending on who your partner is, either the theoretical or the fantasy. Uh, but normalizing it through emphasizing that other people do it and they have survived or that you could just do it in incremental ways. It doesn't have to be crazy. Um, you could present porn that has threesomes or, or has tying each other up in it, but you want to make sure it's not porn that's, like, really extreme and it's going to give mm-hmm. them a very uh, skewed perception of what it would actually be like in their life. Um, right, so if right. you evaluate everybody's motivations and then really find out uh, what you're both hoping to get out of it. Because some people, I've, I got a question not that long ago from a guy who really wanted threesomes, uh, because his reasoning, it turned out, was that he had just not had a whole lot of experience before he got with his fiance. But she had dated a lot before. So she'd been with many more people. And he wanted to have threesomes so he could still get experiences. And I just wanted you know, him to be aware that that's what he was looking for. He wasn't really interested necessarily in the threesomes. He, he felt like he needed uh, a chance to even the score. So... Uh, by, it's about by it's me. about getting to the root. Yeah. So and we have to take a break. So I'm going to cut you off. Unfortunately, we have to take a break. So I'm cutting okay. you off. But uh, when we come back, we'll have more Sex with Jaya. And you can check out sexwithtimmarie.com for more of Timmarie. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Let's say you're female. Let's say you're over 50. Let's say your partner takes a little blue pill. Let's say he's ready to go maybe four hours. Let's say that's unfair. There's no little blue pill for women, but there is aloe cadabra. The first personal lubricant that's made from 95% organic aloe. So it's as natural as nature, which means it naturally does for your body what your body may no longer naturally do for itself. We're not saying that it will last four hours, but if you're lucky, neither will he. Aloe Kadabra. Feel the magic happen. Now there's a new destination for video content. VoiceAmerica.tv. Just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7. VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. Are you ready to become an oral sex aficionado and give your partner unforgettable pleasure day and night? Jaya, world-renowned sexologist, has created the ultimate educational experience for couples. Oral Sex for Couples features over 100 techniques in a three-volume series. Guys, learn hand and mouth combinations that will send her soaring. Women, Master ancient oral arts that will not only leave him breathless, but are said to keep you youthful and glowing. Both of you will be inspired to try the best positions for comfort and pleasure as you make love with your mouths. Watch now at www.oralsexforcouples.com. 
stimulating talk. It gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're tuned in to Sex with Jaya. To ask the burning questions you've always wanted to ask or share a tip or comment of your own, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Feeling shy? Send an email to Jaya at MissJaya.com. That's J-A-I-Y-A at MissJaya.com. Now back to Sex with Jaya. We're talking with Timory. The site is sexwithtimory.com. And we're talking about sexual negotiation. So, you know, some things are coming up for me that I hear from some of my students. And it's like, well, what do you do? You know, like I've had clients who haven't had sex in years with their partners. Like they absolutely love their wives or their husbands. And like say say like D. Love and I, for example, that, you know, I want to have sex every day. And he's like, no way. You're getting it once every six months. You know, what What would you advise someone to do in that case? Either, you know, leave the relationship or try to continue to get what they want without pressuring or hurting their partner's feelings or making them wrong. Like, ah, it's such a sticky situation. Well, I always want to go first to we can still work on it because uh, although the answer is sometimes to break up because sometimes uh, that, that big, vast desert between the two people's libido is actually an indication of something else. Sometimes the libido is just non-existent until you break up. And then all of a sudden you, you have this roaring desire to do whatever. Uh, so it could actually be uh, that the relationship does need to end. But we all do want to err on the side of you've already established this great relationship with this person, don't mess it up over something that's totally fixable, because sometimes these things are fixable. And when somebody gives you a no, it could be a thing you keep working on them about. And, and I do always suggest, with anything anybody wants to do, to, to try more than once and under different circumstances. Uh, but sometimes that no is going to be the no, and you're going to have to deal with not getting what you want. And in that case, sometimes it's actually better. Because there's a lot of fantasies out there that people have uh, that are really appealing until they get what they thought they wanted. There's a lot of people who are like, I always really wanted to try uh, group sex or something, for an example, or to watch my partner have sex with somebody else or some whatever, whatever comes to mind. And then they try it. They're like, that was, all right, that was whatever that was. All right. or, or it turns out to be bad. They turned out didn't like it after all. It's like, oh, that tasted terrible. Um, but <laughs> now the fantasy's gone because you know in real life that, that you don't really get as much pleasure from doing it as you did when you just had it in your head and you were free to manipulate the situation in your fantasy to be exactly what you wanted. And there's a lot of people who have fantasies that make them feel terribly guilty because it's something they would never want to have happen in real life rape scenarios, uh, incest, uh, child abuse, things that they feel awful because it's turning them on in their heads, and they don't want to do it in real life. So the same thing goes for something that's not morally wrong or really upsetting to you, uh, but because it's in your head, you can make that situation look like whatever you want, and no one has to get hurt, including your partner. You can masturbate thinking about anything you like. 
you can go into your head whenever you want to and reach that fantasy. And maybe you never get to try it in real life. And perhaps it's better for that reason uh, because it was hotter because you got it exactly the way you wanted it in your mind. Mm. So go there in your mind. Okay, can I have sex? I could. I could have sex with myself. Ten times yeah, ago. I mean, that's <laughs> and you know, it's funny. It. It's funny because because D Love and I are in a polyamorous relationship. So I literally could have sex. I have the freedom to do that. But what's funny is that it comes down to I think there's this. this I was talking with Reed Mahalko. I don't know if you know him. Um, uh, Readaboutsex.com. dot com. with the name, yes. And uh, and we were. He was sharing. You know, like well. You know, sometimes my partner's like, well, I just want to have more sex, but I want to have more sex with you. And he's like, well, I want to have more sex, but I want to have more sex with all kinds of different people. <laughs> so it's like, like that, that idea of, you know, I think D love, maybe you're kind of like that where it's like, you like the variety, but I'm like more into connecting with you. I don't know if that's true, but I'm just throwing it out there. There's some level to that. I mean, certainly there's, I get that libido kick from the new, beautiful ass that's just walked by me and it's this anonymous person I don't know and I, I want to have them. Yeah. So there's that. There is yeah, that level. Definitely evaluating your motivation, what you're going to get out of it. Because you can mm-hmm. always, if, if the novelty is the thing, you could uh, mix it up by just like role-playing, wearing wigs, uh, costumes, etc. That throws in a bit of novelty or meeting in a car and pretending you don't know each other. That's surprisingly effective. Let's do it, D-Love. That sounds like so much fun. We can play dress-up, and we can meet in other towns. And why don't you dress up like a woman, and I'll dress up like a man, and then it'll be really crazy. Now we got it going on. (laughs) If I have to be out in public as a woman, some people are going to get scared. (laughs) Well, I have had a great time on Sex with Jaya today. Thank you, Tim Marie, for being on the show today. Um, Do you have any workshops or products or anything that you have coming up that you want to promote? Well, I always promote the site, which you've uh, already mentioned, but in case people forgot, Sex with Timmery, T-I-M-A-R-E-E. And you can always search on the site for any subject. If you are like, I want to know about anal beads, I want to know about deep-throating, just enter it in the search. It's phenomenal. It works really well. Uh, And if anybody is Philly uh, local, uh, not that I'm guessing that a lot of people are, but if you're Philly local, I also am a promoter of burlesque events, and there's actually a night at Sisters Night Club, so... Uh, any Philly people uh, looking for burlesque shows coming out. But otherwise, Sex with Timory, 24 hours a day, 365. Are you performing in the burlesque? Because I think I saw a sexy poster with you in your underwear. Yeah, I might I might be a little bit. One of my numbers uh, might be in drag, too. Oh, so fun. Yeah. Well, I so wish right now that I lived in Philly because D-Love and I would come out to see your show. Well, if you ever are in Philly, I will just throw one just for you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Awesome. It's a deal. Well, I have thoroughly enjoyed all of our sexual adventures today. D-Love and I, we are going to work out this whole thing. Thank you to Timmerie, Dr. Timmerie, for helping us work through our libido differences. And uh, I think I'm a little bit clearer. How about you, D-Love? I'm a little bit clearer. Okay. I've enjoyed sex with Jaya. Have you? I've enjoyed sex with Jaya. You have been listening to Sex with Jaya. For more, you'll have to tune in next Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time to the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, make it the best weekend ever with tips you've learned from today's show. 
Thanks again for joining us. Sex with Jaya is brought to you by Aloe Cadabra. Aloe Cadabra is 95% organic aloe vera. Visit www.allocadabra.com today.